right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast episode of mine. I am the host. My name is Kai, and today we have a very special guest with us. I'm really excited because I have no idea how exactly she got into this field. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to learning all about it. Um, so, Stacy, would you like to introduce yourself and everything that you do? Sure. My name is Stacy Isidro, and I'm a sex coach. I appreciate you having me on and being interested in the topic at hand. Um, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, and I still live <clears throat> within the Tampa Bay area. Um, I guess I could tell you that I work with people who are in a place where they've really achieved a lot on paper, <clears throat> like as far as work, maybe family, um, the exterior stuff, and yet they still kind of feel unsatisfied or unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And they start to realize that one of the only areas they haven't really focused on is sexuality and relationships. Mm -hmm. So to me, <clears throat> excuse me, sexuality is like one of the last frontiers of personal growth and development. Um, it's actually a wonderful starting place because as we explore sexuality, we take what we're learning about ourselves and other people and it starts to flow out into the rest of our lives. And why sexuality? Because it's part of being a human being and orgasmic energy is a life force energy that flows through us and it makes us alive. It's not something you can necessarily cut you open and see, but we feel it and it's there. Um, after all, it is how we procreate and make more people. And it's also for a lot more than just that. Right. Perfect. So one of the reasons why I did want to have you on is because I do have a friend of mine. Uh, she's actually a relationship coach. And me and her were talking about it. We were trying to create a course together. And one of the things that came up was the topic of sex. Because in, no, in the, your average relationship, for one, we're not taught about relationships as it is. Two, uh, we're not taught much about sex at all, you know, maybe just to watch from porn or from uh, what our friends have to say about it, you know, and, and when we talk about them, uh, talk about it with them. But not a lot of us are so open about sex and what we actually want physically and what turns us on, what turns us off, what we would like. Uh, you know, that sexual communication, that effective communication about being open with your sexuality and what really pleasures you you know i think if you are with somebody you should be able to share that but i think a lot of people do feel judgment you know like maybe they're thinking like oh i don't know if i can be open with this person what if what if i say this i'm into this but they're like oh no like what if they look at me weird or something like that you know so is that a common uh, experience that you have with know. a lot of people or how does it work uh, from what yeah you there's a lot of people that um there's fear of rejection there's underlying feelings of like not enough, which in turn leads to that overachiever syndrome and all these other areas of their life. Um, and once you start kind of hitting a wall with that, um, you know, it's like, what else is there and how can I experience this happiness and fulfillment from within me rather than seeking it outside of myself? So one of my goals in working with people is to create that sense of fulfillment and satisfaction and wholeness within themselves, having a level of self-acceptance to where 
you do feel safe to communicate. You learn communication skills. You learn how you experience arousal and pleasure and how to step into pleasure beyond sex. Most people identify pleasure and arousal with sex. And when that area is lacking or not really happening, or you're not getting that arousal and pleasure, then um, there's this disconnect. And one of the things I teach people is there's so many different ways to experience arousal and pleasure beyond just sexual interaction. So, so let's go back. How, how did you get into this field? Because I have never met a sex coach before. I met life coaches, business coaches, relationship. I met all coaches, you know, in almost every field, but I have never heard, uh, never uh, actually talked to a sex coach. So how did you get into it? What made you get into it? Um, if you want to talk about so, that. Sure. So my, I call it one of my past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still, but um, was a cosmetologist full-time. So in high school, I started cosmetology school. And by the time I graduated, when I was 17, I was already working in a salon doing hair. So between then and till about 30, I was a full-time salon professional, salon manager, owner. And I realized what really helped me um, and being in that career so young and being really successful was the coaching and the mentorship that I achieved, like that I experienced along the way. So it wasn't necessarily about cutting the hair. It was about how do I feel about it and what's going on within me? Am I grounded and centered? How am I communicating? How am I relating to people? That's really what made for a successful stylist. I'd see people wreck hair all day long, but they're so likable and they're so grounded and centered that that relationship and connection, the person's like, I'll let you fix what you messed up, you know? Mm So um, that was huge for me. And so I was like, you know what? I want to do this. So I went ahead and got a business and life coaching certification while I was going through that journey. And uh, they make you kind of choose a niche or a specialty. And uh, they take you through this process of identifying like your strengths and like what people say about you and what your interests are and themes that flow through your life. And going through this huge process, the themes were spirituality and sexuality. So I waltz into the group and everyone's declaring their specialties and, you know, I'm an executive coach and I work with CEOs and I specialize in sales and I'm a grief counselor, you know, grief coach, and I'm a wellness person. And I waltz in and do the hair toss and say, I'm a sex coach. (laughs) And they all kind of looked at me and they were like, oh, yes, you are. But that wasn't one of the choices. And I'm like, well, this is what it is. And I'm here, you know? So I was like, now I need to figure out what exactly that is. What is a sex coach? So so it was like, came through me uh, before I really even kind of knew what does all this mean? So that led to this other journey of um, going through other trainings, specializing in sexuality and sexology and spirituality and sexuality. Um, so sacred sexuality, Tantra, um, and yeah, fast forward over 10 years, you know, a bunch of certifications, <laughs> lots of experiences, workshops, events, and working with people and 
yeah, what I do is really a combination of some somatics. So it's body-based mm-hmm. um, work with people. And it's also around your attitudes, ideas, and beliefs around sexuality. So there's stuff that we don't really see as interconnected, but it actually really is. So it's been this phenomenal journey over the last 12 years. So that's very fascinating. So, so you went from hairstylist uh, to, you own, was it your own business? Is that correct? Or, or were you? Yeah, working? I was a shareholder and we had multiple salons. So I started using the coaching with our staff, with our sales, with our leadership team, front desk and helping them build their own business. And then one day you're just like, okay, what was it? I'm not happy with this or was I wanted so, something else or what? No, it was like this calling within me. I remember talking to my business partners at some point and I was like, you know, there's something else going on within me that I really feel a calling towards that's so much deeper. You know, it's, it's something, something else. And then once I realized, um, you know, going through that process of finding your specialty, I was like, wow, there's so many people that are uncomfortable with sexuality mm-hmm. and I'm not like, I'm good with this. I'm open. And like, I used to joke around in the salon. Um, I was like, do I have a sign on my forehead that says, tell me about your sex life? Because my clients would just open up to me and we'd have these conversations like to the point to where I knew I couldn't sit next to certain people in the salon because our clientele's were very different, you know? <clears throat> so yeah, it was just really interesting. And so as I started diving into a lot of the sex coaching and Tantra and sacred sexuality, I was like, this is a holy jumping off point. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I can continue doing what I'm doing and get what I'm getting, which is great in a nice time, or I could take that leap of faith and open up to receiving something deeper and greater than what I can even imagine right now. Mm. And I took the leap of faith. I jumped. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like sex coach. That sounds like what I want to do. Yeah, Yeah, I found a sex coach (laughs) that actually has a sex coaching school. And I called her up and I was like, tell me about this. Mm-hmm. you know, and she gave me some background and I talked to her about everything of who I was, what I go through and have been through and where I was at. And she gave me this huge <clears throat> list of resources, you know, everything from clinical um, sexology, which is like the medicalization of sex. So it's like diagnosing and treating. Mm-hmm. So this is what's wrong with you and we're going to fix it. Um, which didn't really call to me. Then there was uh, the Tantra and sacred sexuality, which is a lot of body work, breathing, meditation, somatics, um, and the spirituality piece. And that really, really resonated with me. Um, I eventually did her sex coach you. It's Dr. Patty Britton. If anyone's interested, you can look up sex coach you and Dr. Patty Britton, but I went through their whole course. And so basically they do a sexology course. And then they give you a coaching piece. So coaching is a little bit different from therapy and um, doctors because the, the medicalization, like I said, even in therapy, they diagnose and treat. So this is what's wrong with you. And this is how we're going to fix it. And therapy is really past focused. So therapy is for people that's like, 
I really can't get through what had happened in the past. I can't even be present. Mm. So I need to work through this stuff of the past so that I can get current. And now I can start moving forward. So coaching is about, we acknowledge the past and sometimes we dabble in that. But what our main goal is, is let's assess the situation and let's see, what do you actually want? What's your vision? Let's create that vision of hope for you. And now let's take steps to get there. So we don't necessarily, we don't look at you as, oh, you're broken and there's something wrong with you that I need to fix. We're like, guess what? You're whole and complete as you are, and you're not broken. It's just that what worked for you in the past is no longer working for you. So let's assess the situation, reevaluate, and let's move forward. What worked? What didn't work? What do you actually want? And so there is an element of education there, because like you said, we don't really get a lot of sex education. Um, there's also an ability to give people resources because yes, Google is amazing and there's so much information, like how do you sift through it all? Yeah. So having someone be able to recommend something that's reputable and that works and that they have experience with, you know, read this book, do this practice is a lot, um, a lot more graceful and easeful than getting this overwhelm and content dump of the internet right so what yeah. is exactly a sex coach or exactly how does it work so let's say if there was a couple they came up to you and they're like hey you know we've been dating for three four five years whatever it is and our sex life has gotten kind of mundane it's kind of boring we're kind of doing the same things over and over uh we don't really know you know it's just the basic sex you know the penetration or whatever it is you know the average sex that people have so what do what does that look like from there in regards to coaching? So if they come to you and they're like, hey, we would like help with this. How do you help them? Because I can't, I wouldn't even know where to start. Are you in the room kind of coaching them through like the sex acts as it's going on? Or, or how does that work? Exactly? I stand over them with a loudspeaker <laughs> and just yell commands. And a whistle. <laughs> you to blow the a whistle. To the <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> I can do that. Um, yeah. No, that's totally not what sex coaching is. But my business okay. partner used to tease me and tell me that's that's what you do. Um, <laughs> um, no, one of the tools that I actually use is it's called the erotic blueprints. So that's another one of the certifications that I have in this um, course methodology. It's created by Jaya, who's a world-renowned sex educator and who actually speaks for Tony Robbins. We were speaking to Tony Robbins earlier. Um, and I've been following her since I kind of started getting into the Tantra sacred sexuality stuff. And years later, she came out with this erotic blueprint course. And I was like, oh, what is this? So basically it's a way to um, explain how you experience arousal and pleasure in your body. So if you think five love languages, it's right. like that, but for sex. Interesting. Okay. So uh, it's an arousal and typing system. So in the case of two people being together, we're just going through the motions. What else is there? I'm bored. Great. Let's figure out what your erotic blueprint is because there's five different ones. And it sounds like you've been operating in a sexual blueprint, which is a very cultural norm. The sexual blueprint is about nudity, 
genital contact, penetration, have the orgasms be done, what's next? So that is really great and a nice time. And when that's all that we're doing and we're only goal focused, we're really missing out on all these other ways to experience arousal and pleasure. So it's let's figure out what your blueprint is. That way we can identify your superpowers and your shadows. And let's start to heal some of these shadows and make those pathways to pleasure rather than obstacles. And we're going to teach you how to start to speak in a language to where you can describe what your needs are. You can speak into what you're experiencing in your body. That way you get your needs met and you start to understand your partner more. So once we have a language to start talking about this without judgment, without shame, without personalization, and coming from a space of curiosity, this opens up possibilities for us to have new and different experiences and you can really get creative. So what are the common problems that you hear a lot of? Like, is there certain problems you hear more of than others? Like, especially when it comes to men, uh, men complaining about something about the women or the women complaining something about the men. Um, is, is there any patterns that you have there or is it just kind of all over the place, uh, you know, regarding sex? Yeah, behavior? I mean, I've worked with men. I've worked with men a lot. I've worked with women and couples as well. But um, for some reason, I've worked with a lot of men over the last 12 years and most of them start seeking um, help because they're starting to experience um we'll just call it by what people call it. They say premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction, or they think they're watching too much porn, you know, or they're not having a connected experience with their partner. And it's like, they're like, yeah, you know, I kind of been there, done that, but I'm still not happy. So what else is there? Right. So and then two, even working with women, there's a disconnect from their pleasure. So it's an inability to experience orgasm, an inability to really let go and feel held. Um, it could be a challenge speaking their needs. Oftentimes, um, you know, women don't even know what they want. So how can they even say what they want if they don't even know? And then once they figure it out, can you really allow yourself to receive that pleasure that you're now requesting? right? And so the way I kind of see it is everyone, whether you're a man or a woman or anything in between, we're all mixtures of divine masculine and divine feminine energy, for lack of better words. You can say yin and yang, but we're all a mixture of those. And so when we only identify ourselves as one or the other, we are missing part of ourselves. So part of this process is embracing all aspects of yourselves, your strengths and stabilities and ability to direct and control and also your ability to surrender and let go and be creative. So oftentimes, you know, men are told you don't have feelings, you go in, get the job done. They're really dissected out of any vulnerable space. And one of the only areas that they're allowed to experience connection, touch, even just platonic touch they're starved of um, is through sex. 
you know, okay, you have work, which maybe you're shaking hands, you know, there's still no touch there. It's still a very um, strength stability structure. There's no vulnerability. You get some connection, but it's very professional. Maybe if you do sports, there's a little more contact there. And if you have kids, you get to step into a father role or um, if you're an uncle or something, but women on the other hand are pretty much inundated with touch They're your feelings um, and you're taking care of everyone. That's what you're here for. So we're getting fed these opposite messages. We're having opposite experiences. So no wonder when we come together, there's a clash. So men are starved of this touch. And the only way they get to experience this connection and vulnerability is through sex. Women are inundated with touch and vulnerability and sex to where they're like, get off me. So it's like two people are starving, but kind of in different ways. So we need to embrace both aspects of ourselves so we can really come together. So you've got to be like whole and complete within yourself to really step into partnership with someone else authentically. I love that because, you know, when I was younger, like, like we were talking earlier, we were, I wasn't told about uh, sex besides some type of basic health class, you know, other than that, like I said, we we're talking about uh, porn is where a majority of my guy friends, where we started getting it, uh, you know, getting our information from. Uh, at the library, maybe we'll stumble across like a Kama Sutra book or something like that, just so we can try to like find different positions. And, you know, because I guess the man's typical thinking is like, okay, let's go in, you know, we, we want to please her, we want to make her have all, all these orgasms. But it's just hard, it's rough, and try to last as long as you can. And when you're done, you know, that's it. Ho hopefully she's like, she's she's got hers and, you know, she's tired out and then she brags about you the next day or something like that. That's kind of like the basic man attitude that I see a lot, especially from my friends and all that growing up. So it is very interesting that you say uh, to hear that about the woman's experience. So how can men better help understand the woman's point, point of view? And then from there, I guess, if you want to talk about the uh, erotic blueprint you were talking about as well. Sure. So I think the first thing is calling out that men and women are much more similar than they think. So I have seen men that are actually really in touch with their feelings and really in touch with their vulnerability and um, able to really open and connect. So they're very much connected to this. And so for them, they're being told, no, no, you have to be strong and stable. And now there's something wrong with you because you're connected to your feelings. So that's bullshit, first of all. Um, so is what happens is I see a lot of times like men that are in an energetic or sensual blueprint, which is very much about the energy, the space between the romance. And so they're operating out of a sexual blueprint. And so that's where there's a disconnect, right? And there are women who are very strong women and who maybe aren't connected to their feelings and they stay very much in that strength um, and stability role in their life. So they have a hard time embracing their vulnerability and allowing themselves to receive. So something that you would think is a traditionally men's man problem, actually women have that too. And something you would think that's a um, vice versa, a woman's problem, sometimes men have that too. So it's kind of shattering 
those um, labels, first of all. And yes, biologically, we are wired a little differently. So to give you an analogy, like a Tantra analogy is um, a lot of time men's um, arousal, it's like lighting a fire. So it's quicker, it's very visual. Um, you can go to zero to 60 very quickly. And then women's arousal is usually kind of like boiling water. So it takes a little bit longer for that water to heat up. But once that water is hot, it's hot for a long time and it takes a while to cool down. So the first thing I would tell anybody is to slow down. Slow down. And it's about getting out of your head and getting into your body. This is where presence and mindfulness come in. Because a lot of us in our culture, like it's, it's really in a headspace, you know, we're thinking and analyzing and what is it, what does it mean? What do I do? When the gift is in the present moment, it's not forward thinking. It's not stuck in the past. It's what is here right now. And so when we're in an experience with someone and we're busy trying to check the boxes or do what we think is supposed to happen, we're missing out in the pleasure of the present moment. So when we slow down and really sit with each other and start having conversation or even going in with really light and slow touch first and seeing what happens, it's coming into presence and when we're truly present, we know what to do next. There's an internal knowing you can tune in to body responses. So it's not about reading someone's mind. It's about being in tune and being in sync and that connection. And most people go to sex for connection. However, they're not experiencing that. So that's why all these other embodiment practices um, I do a lot with breath work, movement, sound, and really tuning into your body and being present with your body because your body is going to give you information. And if we can't quiet the mind long enough to tune into our bodies, then we're never fully present in the moment and we're disconnected from our pleasure. Like our bodies are wired for pleasure. Pleasure is your birthright. We are wired for it. But when we're too much in our heads, then we're disconnected from this internal knowing and we're disconnected from our pleasure. So that journey is reconnecting with our body and opening up to our internal wisdom and our internal knowing. Like I've been saying, like be your own guru, you know? I like that a lot. There's a lot of things you said in there too, especially about um, not being present. I know that's a, a massive problem today, especially I talked about this before in my podcast with men. Uh, I, I know us men, I had to learn how to be present with the woman, you know, like, because with other guys, when I'm around them, it's we don't, there's no real presence. There is, but to us, it's like, I'm hanging out with you. We're drinking a beer. We're on our phone, whatever it is, you know, that that's us being present with each other. But I had to really understand that to be present with the woman, it's like no distractions, just undivided attention. 
just focus on her, you know, she focused on you, y'all actually communicate to, you know, put the phone away. But that's a massive problem too, you know, but just everybody has their phones in their hand. And you brought a connection too. And I feel mm -hmm. like today there's so much lack of connection, especially whether it's because of social media or whatever the reason is, I do feel like social media has contributed to a lack of connection because it's just, there's so many, I don't know if it's like uh, a lack of tone that you can convey through social media messages or just whatever it is, but people used to call each other and you can at least hear their voices and talk to each other on the phone. Now it's just like, you know, just message me. Like people get annoyed when you call them now. They're like, oh, just send me a text message, you know? So that's it, very interesting, everything that you're saying. Um, but let's get into the, the sexual blueprints. If you want to discuss, you said there's five. Sure. You said there's five. Yes. So uh, if you want to get to the main points and then uh, kind of expand upon them as well. Sure. So again, the erotic blueprints, um, it's the language of arousal and pleasure. So the first one is energetic. And energetic is turned on by the space between and the longing and the anticipation. They're also very much into lighter touch, hovering touch. You can always tell an energetic because they will stand far away from you or they'll stand in the outside of the room in a crowd because they feel the energy around them. They're very much in tune to the vibration and the energy of the room. And so for energetics, one of their shadow sides is that they can shut down or disconnect when you go in too much too soon. So energetics is where you find energy work, Tantra, sacred sexuality. And one of their superpowers is we can literally experience orgasm without even being touched. It's just about tuning into that energy and feeling that frequency and vibration, mm -hmm. which is really cool. <laughs> a shadow side also is that because they have this superpower, they can get really hierarchical about sex. So they could look at a sexual blueprint who's very much about genital contact and penetration and be like, oh, I'm better than that. So the interesting thing about these blueprints is there's no right or wrong and none of them are better than each other. They're just different, right? right. So that's energetic. Um, the sensuals are all about the senses. So it is the smell, the taste, um, the texture, the music, the lighting, and they experience orgasmic energy like in a multi-sensory way. So it's like eating food can be orgasmic. Watching the sunset can be orgasmic. Listening to music can be orgasmic. Smelling something can be orgasmic. So that's a great superpower to have. And they enjoy also slower, more massaging touch. And energetics and sensuals really need to relax before they start to step into pleasure. A shadow side of sensuals is that they can really get stuck in their head and their orgasm is very elusive. So like, oh, it's almost there. It's almost there. Well, nope, it went away. <laughs> and they can get really caught up in, well, you know, I can't, I, I don't, the song, I don't like it. I can't do it. Or there's laundry on the floor and dishes in a sink. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I, I don't feel sexy. Like I, I'm not right. focused on that. 
you know, so it's really important for them to be able to create a space where they can step into pleasure and really start playing around with that. The lighting, the, the music, the smells, the candles. Another blueprint um, we spoke into is the sexual, which is again, uh, the superpower is zero to 60 um, very quickly. They are very turned on by nudity, genital contact, penetration, and they'll use very direct language and they have um, no issue getting in your space. Mm -hmm. Like they are very direct people will come right up to you, you know, to whereas an energetic will step back because they need the space. The sexual is like direct and penetrative. So that's a lot of times what you see in like porn or that we're being fed in media, that this is what it is. So the shadow side of that is <clears throat> we're missing out on all these other ways that we can experience deep connection and expand our pleasure when we're goal oriented. And especially for men, um, if they're energetic and sensual and they're trying to operate in a sexual space, there's a lot of dysfunction, quote unquote, because they're really turned on by the space between and they're thinking that they have to go in right away directly and then it's not working for them. Mm -hmm. So I often see energetics and sensuals that are operating as sexuals and they're just not happy and experiencing a lot of conflict. Um, so that's kind of an interesting noticing I've been having lately. Um, so it which ones of these work together? Because I'm pretty sure uh, you have some that kind of, you know, mesh better than others. And there's probably like opposites. Like you said, you said the, uh, was it the central, uh, the sexual and the, uh, what was it the energetic? Is that correct? They kind of opposite. Is that right? So you could kind of say that they're opposite, but this is the thing is everybody's a mixture of these blueprints. Okay. So you can be a sexual energetic or an energetic with a high sexual. So it's really about how, where's the breakdown? And now how can we connect in this space, right? Um, there's two more, there's kink blueprint. And so that's about taboo. And a lot of times when I say kink, people think, oh, it's pain, it's whips and chains, you know? Um, I'm not into oh. that and that, isn't necessarily what kink is all about that can be a part of kink but kink is anything that is taboo to you so if you always have sex with the lights off and you turn the lights on that could be kinky to you so it's just about your idea of taboo you know um, and embracing that so it's the turn on from like oh i'm not supposed to be doing this Right. And you can have a psychological kink that's more into like power play dynamics as far as, you know, oh, I'm going to ravish you and, oh, I'm just being, you know, I'm going to surrender and let you ravish me. So it's like playing within those power dynamics. Um, and then there's also sensation based kink, which people really do experience arousal and pleasure through intense body sensations. Um, a shadow side of kink is oftentimes there's a lot of shame or guilt around what they like because they see it as taboo. Mm -hmm. um, a superpower is they're super creative and they can also experience orgasm as far as um, non-ordinary states of consciousness. So um, kink and energetic are two blueprints where you can really experience non-ordinary states of consciousness through 
um, sensations and energy and power play dynamics. So there's a lot of room for creativity there. Um, the important thing with a lot of the sensation kink and even a lot of the some of the power play stuff is to really be clear on boundaries and safety. So if you want to experiment with ropes, you know, there's places to tie people that are going to be um, safer than other places. You know, you need to know where to tie, how to tie, are we cutting off blood circulation, things like that. So there's um, a huge space for education as far as setting the container for that experience and also safety. So and then the final blueprint is called Shapeshifter. Okay. Do you want to do that one now? Yeah. Okay. And um, just, just to round it out here for you, the Shapeshifter is like a mixture of all of them. So you can have a high shapeshifter and then you'll still have a breakdown of other blueprints. So for example, I have shapeshifter first and then I have a high energetic. So the shapeshifter is like, ooh, I kind of want a little bit of everything. I need all of these things to be in like a peak experience. And the superpower of a shapeshifter is they kind of can mold to fit any situation. They're very um, experienced and fluent lovers, and they're very creative. So they can go in all these different places. However, the shadow side of that is when you're constantly molding to fit, you never really figure out what you like and what you're about. So there's an issue with speaking into your needs because you're always going with someone else's because you can do that. So there's a journey there of self-discovery and to embracing yourself and what do you like and how do you speak into that? So sometimes it can be confusing for the shapeshifter or even their partners because what worked today may not work tomorrow. You know, maybe you want something different. And so having this language to start speaking to like what's going on with you is really powerful because I can have my partner come to me in a very sensual space and wanting to cuddle and hold me. And I'm just like, mm, I'm kind of in a sexual blueprint. Can we just have sex and then cuddle? Oh, sure. Totally. Got it. You know, or I can be in a super energetic space and maybe he's in a kinky space or in a sexual space. And he's like, Hey, I'm in this space. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I can go there too. So it's being able to speak into where am I at? Like what's going on with me? You know, okay. You're in a sexual space. Well, can you just do some really light touch over me first? Because I'm feeling really energetic and then we can go to penetration. And that soothes the sexual because sex to them is like air and water. Sexuals need to have sex in order to relax to whereas energetics and sensuals need to relax to have sex. So when we're able to communicate these things, we can come together. And if you're an energetic or a sensual, you get to create your own ritual and practice. Okay, great. You know, I'm going to be in a sexual space later. I want to take a shower. I want to do some movement or exercise and move some energy. You know, I want to put my favorite perfume on. I want to have my tea and I want to wear this outfit. So you can start building your arousal and pleasure before you even get to an experience. So it's like the foreplay starts the minute one experience ends. You're already beginning the setup for the next time. And I, I love this. So I, I got to ask, who typically are your clients and how do they, uh, how do they find you really? Do they just kind of like, 
uh, Google you or something? Or because I, I know that there's a world association of sex coaches, right? Because that, that surprised me. I'm like, yes, I've I'm... never heard of that. Yes, I am on the World Association of Sex Coaches. So that's one way. I'm also on the Erotic Blueprint Coach resource page. So um, I gave you the link to the course. So you can post that in the show notes. You can go online and take the quiz. And then if you want to work with an Erotic Blueprint Coach, then there's a list of coaches, which I'm on there. Um, or if you want to simply go through that course yourself, you can purchase it yourself and do it as an online home self-study. So those are some options. Um, I get a lot of people through like Google searches. A lot of times people end up going down a rabbit hole, you know, they'll start with something and then it leads to something else. Um, I see a lot of people within the Tantra sacred sexuality space, um, blueprint space. Um, I work a lot with men that are professionals, again, that are like, hey, man, I've checked all these boxes and like, I still haven't gotten this relationship sex thing to click, you know, or I've been out and I've had all these adventures and like, I'm still not fulfilled. So what else is there? Mm. Um, I also have worked with couples who, like you said, are kind of in that space where they're like, eh, what else is there? Like, let's like spice things up. Let's like expand more or people even in sexless relationships who are like, I love you and I wanna be with you and we're more friends than we are lovers. So I want that back and I want that with you. I also work with people that are consciously choosing different relationship dynamics. So maybe untraditional um, forms of relating. So outside of monogamy, um, so whether that's open relating, poly relating, um, swingers or something anything along those lines um yeah swingers um also i totally work with monogamous couples too so there is a wide range there um women professional women that are very much in their masculine are like you know not really finding a good fit and it's a lot of times people who have put a lot of effort into their work and they haven't really taken time for themselves you know, so it's about, hey, I'm ready to take some time for myself and really explore. And I've done all these other things. And now I want to feel whole and complete because I did all this other stuff and I still don't feel whole and complete. They, they want relief and freedom is what they ultimately want. And they want that connection yeah. and they want to experience more pleasure. So yeah, there's like, tips and techniques that I can give people to say, oh yeah, do this technique, do that technique, which is great in a nice time. And if you don't do the work on yourself, then it doesn't matter how many tips and techniques, you know, it's like I said, I could cut the best hair. I could do the best color, but if I'm not great at relating to people and communicating, then people aren't going to come to me regardless of how good I do something. So it's the same thing in sex and relationships. You can learn all the tricks and positions, but if you're still coming from a place of, you know, fear of judgment and seeking outside of yourself to fulfill something within you that you think you're lacking, people pick up on that and you're going to attract people that are in the same boat, which equals now you're in a codependent entanglement and there's not fulfillment in that either. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that uh, will pretty much wrap up this episode for now. I, I had a very good time. Cool. 
uh, thank you very much, Stacey, for coming on. For everybody else that wants to see, uh, you know, more about what she does, maybe you want to, you're interested in getting some coaching from her, um, anything like that, I'll be posting the links uh, inside the episode notes as well. And is there any last uh, minute things that you would like to say, Stacey? Sure. Yes. I will remind you that you are not broken and that pleasure is your birthright. And if anything that we talked about today resonated with any of the listeners, I'm happy to have a complimentary discovery call with them and dive into some of these topics in more detail. And you can find my website as holisticprogressions.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at sexcoach underscore Stacy and stay connected because we have lots of fun events and things coming up for you to indulge in. Perfect. I love it. Everybody else. Thank you, Stacy. I hope you enjoy this episode and take care.